This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, joined by Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston from The Athletic. And Brandon, let's uh, do a little another round of the bold and the disputable. Put your huevos on the line, my man. I need your biggest, baddest, uh, boldest prediction here for the remaining Week 11 slate. And if it's not... Tim Boyle goes for 500 yards and five touchdowns, and you have failed me. Yeah, Boyle on my ass. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> it's not Tim Boyle. Um, no, it's Jeff Wilson Jr. I saw that Elijah Mitchell game time decision, and I'm thinking in my head, that's for a finger. This isn't like he's going out to test out a hamstring or something. They're already, you know, I think they're already dis- they're hedging their bets on uh, Elijah Mitchell in a full volume capacity. So I'm going to say Jeff Wilson Jr has potential back-end RB2 uh, upside. I'm going to say 65 yards and a touchdown because I think if they get in the goal-to-goal situations, they're not going to risk uh, ball security issues with Elijah Mitchell and, and likely having yeah. you know his finger wrapped up. So I think Jeff Wilson gets those. And I think there's going to be just a lot of volume in general against Jacksonville. Team doesn't score a lot. I think this is San Francisco getting on top and kind of just sitting on that lead, and they might get to 30 total uh, rushing carries by that backfield in this game. So, in a hypothetical universe, if uh, Elijah Mitchell is deemed inactive, would Wilson be a lock for your top 20? Would he be as high as maybe borderline top be, 12? I think he would be borderline top 12. I think he's would for sure be. Top 15, uh, I got to bring up my rank because I know he'd be close uh, to that. So uh, I would have him right in that kind of David Montgomery, James Robinson, Leonard Fournette area that I have ranked right now. Yeah, I, I would be right up there with him. I've got like Saquon at 13. I got Mandatory at 12. I'd probably move him to 14. That's where I have Alvin Kamara hesitantly right now but yeah he'd be ahead of James Robinson barely ahead of Josh Jacobs uh, ahead of Antonio Gibson so I think that's a great call and uh, obviously one of the bigger storylines will be whether or not Elijah Mitchell is active there in Duval County to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars my bold prediction here for week 11 Deonta Foreman exacts his revenge against Houston it goes for 100 combined yards and a touchdown, Brandon. And the Woo. reason why I like Foreman so much, uh, Adrian Peterson, is uh, he's the cooked goose or the turkey next week. Turkey. Deep fried and brown, smothering gravy. Uh, that's Peterson, uh, metaphorically, obviously. And, and you look at you know, the matchup, it is delightful on paper. Uh, the Texans give it up 4.85 yards per carry, 144.4 total yards per game, 11 combined touchdowns, the six most fantasy points in the position. Foreman's uh, exhibited some juice in his legs in the pass game as well. So there you go, 100 yards yeah. and a touchdown for Foreman. I know you will not sign up for that. <laughs> not quite that high, but these are bold. Uh, these are bold and they're disputable. And so I think you you hit on both of those. Well, yeah, exactly. So live it up or down uh, to the parameters set for this particular segment. With that, let's move on with another edition of the Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, player pickums. That is a game we play every Friday here on the podcast. We're going to go position by position. You're simply going to tell me out of a three-pack of players who has the better Week 11 fantasy point total. 
All right, so here we go. Let's go to quarterback Cam Newton against Washington. And uh, the coaching staff, Matt Rule, has said uh, Cam is going to take the first snap. Cam is going to play, but P.J. Walker could get mixed in there as well. Tua against the Jets or Kirk Cousins against Green Bay? Who do you got? Yeah, I, I think they're just hedging just in case Cam just looks absolutely atrocious uh, throwing the ball that they have the door open for P.J. Walker. But, man, I love Cam's setup for actually throwing the ball. I don't love Cam as a thrower, but if, he, if he's going to have to throw the ball, you couldn't ask for a better situation than a Washington team that's been struggling against the pass all year and now has two of their top – or the top – you know, pass rushing uh, threats in Montez Sweat and Chase Young out of action. So I actually think Cam Newton can get a little bit done in the passing game, especially because the best weapons are guys that can excel in the short area of the field and DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey and make hay after the catch. So we already know Cam Newton is the most prolific touchdown threat from point blank range in the last decade he showed that just coming back after a season or half a season off and scoring right away last week so I think on the ground he is a threat and I actually think he can do a little bit through the air I have him as a top 10 fantasy quarterback this week that trumps to a that trumps Kirk Cousins yeah there's a little bit of risk here right uh based on what Matt Rule is saying because you're right if Camden comes out and he hurls lead balloons uh in the general direction of feet for his wide receivers, uh, it may be a terrible <laughs> development in the end. But you got Christian McCaffrey, man. You got DJ Moore. Just dink and dunk. Yeah. That's all I yeah. got to do. Uh, and I, you know, and I, I, you know, he's going to score a touchdown too. And by the way, you can still get it at plus odds for an anytime TD right now at FanDuel. So Love I'm it. with you. I got Cam Newton. I'm not at number ten because I got my boy Justin Fields there this week. But I have Ooh. Cam at number eleven. So that is the winner winner here in this player pickup. <laughs> Number four. All right, let's work on another one. This time, let's go to the running back position. Here are your options. Michael Carter against Miami. Your boy, Josh Jacobs. Cue the Bee Gees against Cincinnati. <laughs> or DeAndre Swift with Tim Boyle. Again, future Hall of Famer, uh, maybe in his own mind. Uh, he, the Lion, takes on the Cleveland Browns on the road. So, again, Swift, Jacobs, or Carter. Man, I have a feel. I mean, my love is deep for Josh Jacobs, but I have a feeling you kind of like him this week too to throw him into this mix, yeah. or you're downgrading DeAndre Swift a lot because of Tim Boyle. Listen, man, DeAndre Swift had 33 carries last week. Uh, he's been prolific in the passing game. He's game script agnostic at this point, and with a backup quarterback, I'm you know I'm inclined to believe that they would throw even more to DeAndre Swift as a safety net out of the backfield in the passing game. So I'm going to go DeAndre Swift. I just love. His volume upside and the fact that, that now it comes whether it's, you know, it's a running game or whether it's a game where they're chasing on the scoreboard doesn't really matter. DeAndre Swift is safe for that reason. I'm going Swift. Uh, I'm actually going to go Josh Jacobs. And you're right. Uh, there's a reason, uh, the method to my madness, Brandon, and yep. why I put your boy Double J here on this list. But... Uh, look, I mean, Nick Chubb ran all over uh, the Cincinnati Bengals defense, and so did Michael Carter. Michael Carter had a hell of a day, plus the nine catches, 95 yards. And here's the, you know, underpublicized fact about Josh Jacobs. His role as a pass catcher has really expanded here of late. Mm -hmm. You know, he's getting consistently three, four, five catches in a game. 
uh, patting that bottom line, raising the floor. You know, I think he's going to have probably 20 yards through the air. I'm going to say at least 70 on the ground and probably one, maybe two touchdowns. And I do worry about Tim Boyle and the defense of, of Cleveland really keying on DeAndre Swift. So you're going to go with Swift. My vote is with Josh Jacobs. Hell has frozen over. I know. Where you have taken Jacobs and I have not. Crazy. Uh, I am shivering and so is the devil. <laughs> maybe we're the same person, actually. <laughs> number three all right uh, let's get in another one here let's go to wide receiver and here are your options michael pittman at buffalo tyler lockett against arizona or t higgins uh going back to that game and it could be a shootout affair against the raiders in vegas uh i think I, gosh you know i was i thought i could just look at these and just you know make the, the quick the shit decision but uh <laughs> quick shit to, you're gonna make a quick yeah, shit yeah, yeah you yeah. and lamar jackson okay. yeah okay yeah i do have Tyler Lockett uh, ahead of Michael Pittman and T. Higgins ever so slightly. This is my hope and prayer that Russell Wilson's finger is better after another week of rehab and another week of just kind of getting stronger. It's also me just not able to block out some just monumental explosions that Tyler Lockett has had against Arizona in his past for that reason. And because, look, at Michael Pittman's got a tough matchup against Buffalo. And if T. Higgins was more of a number one target, I'd probably be inclined to go with him here. But, you know, I have a feeling Jamar Chase could bounce back in a big way off the bye and going into the bye on a down on a down note a little bit. So I kind of think this is a Jamar Chase game. For that reason, I'm going Tyler Lockett. Uh, I am not going to go Tyler Lockett because I got trust issues with that digit of Russell Wilson. Uh, give me T. Higgins, who yeah. very quietly his last three games, Brandon, has 29 targets. A pretty amazing little run he's on right now. The last couple of games, 10 catches for 175 yards. Uh, did not find the end zone. But, again, I feel this game is going to be in the 50s in terms of the overall game score. Uh, and you look at uh, Vegas. Yeah, they've allowed the fifth fewest to wide receivers, just 6.6 pass yards per attempt. But Higgins, wide receiver 17 in air yards percentage. So seeing the uptick, seeing that surge, seeing the increase in his overall target share, and again, uh, given my gut feeling here that this game could be like 30 to 27 in the end, I think five catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown entirely doable. And I think he will outpace Lockett and Pittman this week. Number two. All right, let's go to wide receiver again. This triumvirate, let's start off with Corey Davis against Miami with Joe Flacco under center. Devontae Smith against the New Orleans Saints. Or Mike Williams, big Mike Williams, who has been a big swing and a miss here these last several weeks as he get off the schneid against the Steelers. Who do you got? Yeah, this is a gut. I'm going to go with Mike Williams. I've watched him a decent amount the last couple of weeks, seen him drop passes. I've seen you know him not get his mojo going for those reasons. Seems like he starts to percolate and then it just stops. But I'm, I feel like this is the week that we get a, a nice Mike Williams game again. Uh, again, it's sort of a gut call, but it's also he's going to be lined up with Cameron Sutton a lot on that Pittsburgh uh, side in the secondary. And he's given up a 102 passer rating this season to his assignment. So uh, for that reason, I, I think Mike Williams goes out and finds the end zone, gets above, you know, maybe 70 plus yards in this one. And, and that is going to win the day in this pick I'm with you, man. Uh, I'm still going to go Big Mike as well. I'll go back to that. Well, I don't care how much poison is immersed in it. Uh, I mean, you look at, his red zone role, it's still prominent. He, he's wide receiver seven in total red zone targets this season, and he's consistently getting those looks inside the 20, just not connecting with Justin Herbert. He dropped the touchdown, 
last week, remember? So, yeah. you know, I, I think he is prime for a bounce back as the Steelers are giving up 7.9 pass yards per attempt. They're inside the top 14 in most fantasy points of wide receivers, and I do like the individual cornerback matchup for him. So, Big Mike, hopefully – Get some big numbers this week for the Chargers and your fantasy team. Number one. All right, let's go to running back and round out the fantasy five in this round of player pick-ems. Let's go Antonio Gibson in Carolina. Daryl Williams, assuming no CEH against Dallas. Or uh, I'll throw in Jeff Wilson Jr. here, assuming no Elijah Mitchell at Jacksonville. Ooh, we're assuming the no Elijah Mitchell or no CEH just becomes a tough one. Um... Man, if it's no CEH and it's pretty much Daryl Williams getting a show in an in absolute shootout, I'm probably going to lean Daryl Williams, although I think Jeff Wilson would be right there with him. I was going to say if CEH and uh, Elijah, Elijah Mitchell play, and this is a and this is a uh, Elijah Mitchell versus Antonio Gibson versus Daryl Williams, as you have it scripted here, I was going to go Antonio Gibson as just kind of like a touchdown, yes, touchdown yep. likelihood kind of yep. winner here. But in a full role for Daryl Williams and Jeff Wilson, I'm going to give the nod to Daryl Williams. We saw him catch a ton of passes last week. I think Kansas City is realizing we got to take what the defenses are giving us, and that's the short and flat areas of the of the field. And they're doing that right now, and that's working out very well for Darrell Williams. Yeah, Darrell Williams is killing it, man. You're right. Uh, you know, he's played at least 60% of the snaps in four of his last five. He's averaged 94 total yards per game and scored three times over that five-game stretch. You know, Dallas has kind of been don't break when it comes to defending the running back. They've allowed the seven fewest fantasy points, but if you start peeling back the layers of the onion, it really reveals the uh, true identity of this defense. 5.4 receptions per game they have given up at 120.1 total yards per game. They said having a lot of ton of touchdowns, just five in total. Uh, so that's why, you know, they're inside the top 10 and few is allowed to RBs in terms of fantasy points. But look, man, you're going to see light fronts. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and those swing passes to Williams have been money in the bank. You saw it front and center against Vegas. And I think it would resurface uh, in this matchup, you know, in the mid 50s uh, with a Vegas total uh, in this game. So I'm with you. It's Daryl Williams for me in the event of no CEH. Uh, if Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, gets the start, and it's no Eli Mitchell. It is extraordinarily close between him and Williams, and I'm with you. If CEH and Mitchell both play, then the other option, Antonio Gibson, is the winner in this equation. All right, before we get out of here on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track, my man, uh, give me one more prediction. Anything on your mind that you want to toss out there that you're highly confident in? Well, I was going to follow up your prediction with another kind of along the same lines. So why don't you give me yours and I'll oh. follow that up. All right. Uh, on the same team? No. Okay. Uh, on the same position. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, if you're going to go like Bobby A. Bear on me, then I, I might be down with that. <laughs> um, Deuce McAllister, he's coming out of retirement. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, I'm talking about the, the New Orleans Saints and fly the flirt and Lee taking uh, Adam Troutman to go for 50 yards and a touchdown this week. Uh, a guy that's still available at 94% of Yahoo leagues. He is flexy sexy, even if you already have a, your tight end position filled with someone else. Uh, you know, he's seen an increase in usage here of late. 22-plus uh, routes run in his last three games. Uh, he's got 13 targets over the last two. His red zone role is rising. And it's Philly. It's the mother of all matchups. Uh, the Eagles giving up 7.5 receptions per game, 73.3 yards per game eight touchdowns, and the most fantasy points 
to the tight end position. So, you know, 50 yards and a score, entirely doable for Troutman, who remember way back in August, a lot of people in the fantasy community were chirping. They were like, oh, this is my guy. This is my deep sleeper pick of the season. And then the regular season started and do Jack and squad for an eternity. They kicked him to the curb. Well, now it's time to cast a line because I think Troutman is on the precipice of a breakout, Brandon. So what are you going to piggyback with, man? I'm very curious what you got. Yeah, your guy there in the Windy City, Cole Komet. I think ah. he's another fantastic option. I actually have him ranked uh, just ahead of Adam Troutman this week going against Ravens, also kind to the tight end position. You look at the last four games, Komet 49 yards, 43 yards, 24 yards, but then 87 yards on six catches last week. Now, Allen Robinson's out with a hamstring injury this week. Back-to-back practices missed. So they may have to lean on him even more if no Allen Robinson in this contest. I'm sure it'll work out okay for Darnell Mooney as well, but I think uh, Cole Komet is definitely a top 15 tight end play this week and a borderline tight end one option at the back end of that class. So Troutman, Komet, I'm sure they're highly available in leagues. There's some help out there for you at the tight end position. This yeah, week. normally we never say this about the tight end this late in the year. So this is almost yeah. like uncharted territory. Wait a minute. There, there are reasonable tight ends available largely on waivers that I can plug in and probably get double-digit fantasy production out of. Yeah, there's actual depth at the position for once. <laughs> True that. This season, man, uh, we are certainly living in the upside down. And with that, that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Please follow fun on the Twitter at Brandon Funson. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, which it kindly helps out our show immensely. Best of luck at all of your fantasy endeavors here in week number 11. And until next time, adios!